So in this business, as everybody knows, who's a licensed realtor, is you're always learning, but you always have to challenge yourself. So, you know, you got to set your goals, look at those who are actually outperforming, find out how they do it, and, you know, add some of that into what you do and what your business plan is. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention DoorDevil. You know, you know what? I need to mention DoorDevil. I need to mention DoorDevil to you. It's not just a want. It's a need because you need this. DoorDevil, quite simply, defends your home against kick-in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick-ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the Door Devil, and Door Devil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to doordevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it, and you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install, but if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can, they can install it for you. Very simple. Put it inside the door frame of your front door, your back door, every door you have, and you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks. It's needed. In addition, this is my brother's company, so it's near and dear to my heart. And because it's my brother's company, I'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so. You can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com and there's going to be a little field. You enter the word best ever, no space, just one word, best, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R, and you'll get a 20% discount on your purchase. So go to doordevil.com, go buy it, enter best ever and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks. There are so many testimonials on the website. You can read them from police officers, from a woman who is being, uh, her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband, and the door devil defended that attack. Uh, He didn't get in. There's like 20 different testimonials from police officers on the door devil. Go buy it. Defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks. Go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out and you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Jay Papazon, the co-author of The One Thing with Gary Keller, Tom Wheelwright. Go listen to that interview if you haven't already. He is the CPA for Robert Kiyosaki, and he or actually, I think he used to be. I don't think he's a CPA anymore, but he used to be, and boy, does he have some great knowledge that he shared with us on 1031 Exchanges, as well as self-directed IRAs. Just Google Tom Wheelwright, Joe Farrell. And with us today, we have an incredibly successful real estate agent who also invests on the side and works with investors. How you doing, Greg Boss? Doing really well. Thank you. I'm glad to be thanked, and I want to say a little bit about Greg, and then he'll get into it in more detail. He's based in Eagle, Idaho, which is uh, pretty close to Boise. He is a real estate agent who was a top-producing realtor for resale homes, and that was out of 4,500 agents in his area, and then 
He's a top 50 agent out of 10,000 plus, according to Home and Gardens Real Estate. He's been in the industry for seven years, so relatively new, but he, boy, has he gained a track record and traction in the industry relatively quickly. He's also a real estate investor who's invested in spec homes, vacant lots. He's flipped vacant lots and done fix and flips. And he also works with investors who are looking to buy cash flowing properties. With that being said, Greg, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Right out of school, I went into the military. So I spent four years in the U.S. Navy and uh, traveled quite a bit. And uh, it was a good launching pad for discipline and responsibility and learning how to work with others and those kinds of things. So I really enjoyed the experience that I got out of that. And then I went right into business with my middle brother. We started a small company. It was a CNC machine shop. So we used to make a lot of custom parts for different types of industries. For example, we made motorcycle parts for the Harley-Davidson group out of Arlen Ness, who is a, he does a lot of add-on parts for the Harleys. We also made machine parts for the medical industry. And then we were based out of San Jose, California. So right there in the heart of Silicon Valley, where I grew up. So I did that at a very young age coming out of the military and, you know, took on a lot of responsibility growing a business and grew it to about 25 employees, did several million dollars a year in sales. I managed probably 85% of the customer base and booked my shop and managed that. So it taught me a lot of things about running a business in general. And I did that for about 16 years. And at the age of uh, 40, I decided that I wanted to get out of California and my wife and I, we moved up north to the Boise, Idaho area, and I uh, haven't looked back. Really enjoyed it. You know, when I got out of that business and came up here, it took just a little bit of time off, and then I got into uh, real estate, doing some fix and flips before everything got ugly, and uh, had some success. Really enjoyed it. Two, three years later, went, went on and got my real estate license when I saw the market was starting to correct. So I came here at a good time, right around 2009. And uh, the market here, just like the market in general throughout you know, the country, started to see signs of improvement or signs of life. So, you know, I, all that experience that I had in my previous career in the military, I just applied it to my business. And I set goals for myself and went right to work, even though I didn't have a huge database or friends and family because I was new to the area. I went out and just drove around, basically got familiar with the locations, the subdivisions, just started talking to people. And within, I think, before I even got my business cards, I got my first listing, which was a for sale by owner. And since then, I think I've sold her three or four properties. So, you know, it just goes to show you a little bit of hard work and go a long ways. So that's, that's kind of a little bit about my background. When you left California to come to Idaho, you were leaving a job that you'd been in for 16 years. Were you financially wealthy or stable at that point where you were able to start from scratch because you said you took some time off? Right. That's a really good question. Um, you know, financially stable and secure is all relative to one's lifestyle and age. And I discovered at the age of 40, there's no way I could, at my income, or I should say my savings, that I felt comfortable that I could retire. I did a very good job of saving and selling the real estate that I had in California, so my exit was great. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wish I would have done a few things differently uh, back before the market turned, 
But, um, you know, I realized that 40 was too young to just kind of sit idle and not stay active. So I wanted to reinvent myself. And I've always enjoyed real estate. I've enjoyed, uh, and I've enjoyed actually going out and meeting people when I had the business with my brother. And it's kind of funny, you know, when I think it was right before I left, the things were changing so much that you didn't have that face-to-face handshake with the customers, more fax this, email that, quick pace, bottom line, usually got the job. And I just felt like, wow, this is a hard way to earn a living. And so when I thought about reinventing myself, I really enjoyed the fact that I can go out and every new purchase and sales agreement was nine times out of ten was a new client, at least for me in the beginning. So, you know, that gave me the opportunity to have that FaceTime, that customer service that I really enjoyed having. You must be good at marketing because you've been in the industry for seven years and you've received a couple awards that stand out. Like I mentioned earlier, top 50 agent out of 10,000 agents, according to Home and Gardens Real Estate. Let's drill down into that one award. How do you become nominated and then how do you actually win it? Okay, so that's known through the Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate franchise that I'm part of as an agent working for my broker. That particular award is called the Emerald Elite, and that's the highest award they give for, I think, units. you got to have over 50 units sold in a year and a dollar amount. You know, So I, I think that particular year I was right around $16 million, and I want to say I had about, oh, 57 transactions, I believe. And so that that was a good award. And out of the over 10,000 agents we have in the network of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, I think it was number 40 or 43, something like that, for the top producing realtor throughout all those agents throughout the country and really for the world because Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, you know, we're global. We've got offices, you know, not only here but other places. And I know we have uh, one in Hawaii. I went and visited a really nice gentleman, Myron. He's the owner broker. And He's just killing it in Hawaii, just killing it. And, you know, it's fun for me to actually be part of that network and go out and visit annually. We go to top agent retreats, and I get an opportunity to actually talk to these top producers who have been in the business for two, three times longer than I have, and I just, you know, I find out what makes them tick, you know, what works for them. And then I kind of put my own twist on it, you know. So in this business, as everybody knows who's a licensed realtor, you're always learning, but you always have to challenge yourself. So, you know, you got to set your goals, look at those who are actually outperforming, find out how they do it, and, you know, add some of that into what you do and what your business plan is. Let's talk about the real estate investments that you've done. You used to invest in spec homes, and you mentioned to me that you've done vacant lots, you flip vacant lots. Let's talk about the spec homes are you still investing in them? And if you are, then why? If you're not, then why not? Actually, I've worked with investors who have done uh, spec homes. Well, I should say, yeah, I guess you can say they were specs because they were fix and flips before I got licensed. Um, soon after I got licensed, I got involved with uh, an investor or two that they had the finances they wanted to put to work, and I was their realtor. And having the background in real estate before I was licensed, doing that, the same thing they were doing, you know, was a benefit to them. But now I've, I've been so busy and so active, you know, being a licensed real estate agent. I mean, for example, I think I've probably worked the last three or four weeks straight with, you know, really not a day off. I've just been crushing it. But I just don't have that time. I mean, in order to take on a project, 
like that. You know, you got to have good subs and you got to be involved. You got to manage it. And then, of course, there's liability. I mean, as a licensed real estate agent, if you're going to be flipping your own prod, uh, property, you want to make sure everything's above board. I mean, it's just you got to be careful when you do that. So I, I learned early on, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm doing great as a real estate agent. I'm having fun. I'm making money. I don't need to do that anymore unless I want to. So for right now, I do work with some investors that are doing it, but the majority of the business that I do is outside of that. Okay. So with the money that you're making as a real estate agent, what are you actually investing it in or are you just saving all of it? Well, you know, a little bit of both. Actually, I I really do believe in order to be successful, you have to reinvest your income into your business. So when I say that, I think about what is it that I need to do in order to grow my business? So I have websites that I invest in. I have, uh, you know, I invest in Zillow, for example, which I'm very active on and have market share for the area where I call it my niche. And uh, I think that's so important, too, with the reviews. You know, people are searching online before they even work with a realtor. And Zillow right now is the number one search site for buyers to go and look for homes. So, you know, I'm always trying to get those reviews out there and improve on it. I've got just a little less than 100 right now, and it's looking nice, and people gain confidence reading it. So, I, you know, I invest in those kinds of things that are going to see immediate results where I could get anywhere from 4 to 7% return on investment. So that makes a lot of business sense. You know, the money we make, we sh- if we put it back to work, I mean, it is a write-off. It's an expense, but it's also they're doing it for you. You have to manage it and be on it, but it's going to create new opportunities to grow your business. So I do that along with a lot of other things that some agents may or may not do. My wife and I put out a, uh, a newsletter, and we have uh, certain areas that we focus in on, and we have certain criteria that we use when we send that out. So, for example, if I'm looking to pick up listings in a particular area, I'm looking for you know uh, owners that have lived in their property for more than two years, have 20% or more equity in their home. I do a little bit more in the upper end, so I kind of focus a certain dollar amount when I'm weeding through all the potential you know new listings. And I get the message out there to the public of what's going on in our real estate market. And every time you do that, it's a touch. You know, you want to be able to touch that area or that past client. So we're very big on newsletters. And then I also do... Well, really quick, sorry. I just want to make sure I understand. You said if you're wanting to pick up listings, then you do this search for 20% equity in a home, more than two years, and then a certain dollar amount. But where are you getting that data? And then what specifically are you doing to target that audience? I have um, a title company of choice that I work with. And they're able to go through uh, what's it called, the uh, assessor's office. And they have a certain program where they can critique it. And then I get names and addresses of all the homeowners for what I'm looking for. Yeah, I don't want to waste money on someone who just bought a house last week or somebody who's upside down or somebody that only owns a home that's maybe $130,000 or something like that. You know, those aren't the people I'm really going after. I'm looking for that owner who's looking to move up or move down that's lived in the property. So my title company actually helps me with uh, with that data. Okay, so it's a, it's a physically mailed out newsletter, not an electronic one uh, that, yes, you, that you're correct. referring to. Okay, cool. And how, how much does the title company receive for doing that search for you by going on the assessor's office and getting the names and addresses for you? Well, you know, if they were to print the labels, I think it's a dollar a sheet. And I want to say there's 
probably 30 labels on a sheet. And my wife and I would just get it in, you know, on a spreadsheet, and then we actually uh, upload it. So we go to a, another program that we have, and we do it ourselves. But um, we go through our network of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. It's called a greenhouse where we can create really nice, large, glossy postcards. And those are sent out. To, if we just list a home, we send it out to the community and surrounding area. We touch our database with it, you know, stuff like that. So, again, it's like, you know, you got to do a combination of these kinds of things. And just every time you get your brand out there, you're touching the public. And, you know, speaking of the brand, another thing I want to touch base on real quick, any agents that are out there, you know, I, I want to give a little bit of advice is come up with your own brand within your brand. So, for example, I work with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. I have a picture of me and my wife. You know, I have one other gentleman on my team. It's a small team, three agents. But I want to make sure the public sees our faces, right? So when they drive around the subdivisions, it's a constant reminder that, hey, there's Greg and his wife. You know, they do real estate in Eagle. I have a lot of past clients, and I have a lot of people that talk about me. I'll be working a parade home that comes out in well, actually, the first week in May, every year we have a parade home out here, and I get the public come through. God, I can't even tell you how many people come through the, the home. But, you know, they always say, hey, you know, I, I meet people I don't even know, and they're just like, yeah, I've seen your listings. I've seen your, I've seen your name, you know. You've been around. And that's the message is you want to get recognized, you know. If an agent hasn't done that, I would really encourage it. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Track the market, you know, work with a good realtor who understands the market, where we're going, where we're at, look for the right product. You know, obviously it's so much harder these days than it was a few years ago. Give you an example, our area, we have less than 4% distressed properties and every investor and their brother is looking for that needle in a haystack. So it's very, very competitive. What I've seen over the last few years is you can really, it's harder to get the deal, you know, before you could kick off a house at a short sale or an auction and you know it was like a falling knife we didn't know where the bottom was you know that was when investors who were really full-time long-term investors made a lot of money now it's very selective so you got to get with a true professional for those investors listening to the program do your research uh, learn more about the realtor you're going to be working with find out how many years experience that agent has had. And keep in mind, it's not always the years of experience. It's really how many transactions have, have they done. You know, I have a lot of agents that do maybe 10 transactions a year or less, and they've been an agent for, let's say, 20 years. That's good volume over 20 years, and they've seen the cycles. But an agent who's done more than 30 transactions a year, you know they're very active and they're out there. So I would try to connect with somebody who is a full-time realtor who really is a go-getter, who understands the market and is going to look every under every rock for you for opportunities. Going back to the newsletter that you mail out, how many do you mail out? You know, it varies. Depends on the subdivision we're targeting. It can be as little as 30 and as many as 300. Okay, and what type of return on your investment have you seen from that? You know, that's a really good question. It's hard to quantify because when we get opportunities – I don't always know exactly how they may have found me, I, although that's not true for uh, listing appointments. I would say it's probably 2 to 4%, which is kind of average for that type of thing. I've seen a bigger return two, on investment. 2, two to 4% response rate or 2 to 4% actual return on your investment after I would factoring say, no, in I would say I would say response rate. Okay. But, you know, here's my point. 
is let's say that number is low. It doesn't matter, in my opinion, because you need to continue to get the brand out, right? So every time you get that out there and every time you have your sign in the yard, every time you're promoting your listings or whatever you're doing, you're, it's a constant reminder. Because, you know, the person you're trying to connect with, they may not uh, move next week, next month, next year, but they might two years from now. So if you keep it rolling, you know, I had one, one particular woman not too long ago. She got a hold of me. I sent, I don't know, I sent a bunch of magnets out and just with my name and the football schedule for Boise State Broncos and pick up the phone and said, hey, yeah, we're finally ready to put our house on market. We'd like to interview you. So, you know, you just never know when it's going to happen, when the phone's going to ring from stuff like that. I see a lot of instant business off of the websites. You know, that's where I get a lot of buyers, mostly buyers. And I love working with buyers. In fact, after this interview, I'm going to go out some California buyers and we're going to go shopping for a $600,000, $700,000 home. You know, they have their housing contract in El Dorado, California, near Sacramento. And their contract to close is, uh, well, I think it's April 22nd. They're trying to extend it May 2nd, but they're kind of in a little bit of a hurry up. Let's get it done. But, you know, that lead came off of Zillow, for example. So from Zillow, I can see anywhere from 10 to 20 solid closed production leads, which is awesome. And, and that's that's good return on investment for buyer pool. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you're looking for a real estate brokerage that provides full service commercial and residential property management, as well as traditional brokerage services, then contact James Wise and his company, the Holton Wise Property Group. Their website is holtonwise.com. That's H-O-L-T-O-N-W-I-S-E.com. They're based out of Cleveland, and they help local and out-of-state investors build and manage completely passive rental property portfolios. Best ever book you've read? Best book I've ever read. You know, man, yikes. Can I say the Bible? I can say the Bible, right? Yep. Yeah, I'll say the Bible. Best ever personal growth experience, and what would you learn from it? Oh, wow. I would have to say Borgian Christian, definitely. And then also my experience in the military. What specifically did you learn from either one of those? Borgian, I'm human. I make mistakes. I sin. I'm forgiven. Military, responsibility, respect, a lot of leadership skills. Best ever deal you've done? In contract now for the Boise, Idaho area. Got one hopefully going to close in less than 30 days. Almost $2.2 million for a buyer that got me off the internet. How much of that from the commissions go in your pocket as a profit? Uh, 78% prior to tax. Best ever way you like to give back? Ooh, my time. I like to help other realtors out there, uh, newer agents, and kind of give them vision and you know hope. Just so I make sure, you said 78% percent or point seven eight of a percent yeah well 78 percent of the three 78 percent of the three got it got it three percent got it got it got it okay so what was it what's the purchase price 2.175 2.175 times three percent is sixty five thousand times what'd you say point seven eight well i didn't do that math right how much how much is that commission Oh gosh, I think it's right around fifty. Fifty thousand. Okay, got it. All right, I will put my iPhone calculator down. Biggest mistake you've made in real estate? 
Oh, that's a good one. I always try to be perfect, and God knows I'm not. Um, never got in trouble, so I'm trying to think here. Biggest mistake I've ever made. You know, man, that's, I'm, I'm being honest. Nothing comes immediately to mind, which is a good thing, right? Maybe. I don't know. It also means you might not have been in the industry long enough. What's something? Come on, you've been in the industry for seven years. What's a mistake you've made? Oh, God. Okay, I got one. So I had a buyer that wanted to do his own home inspection. And I I really did. I tried to promote, you know, you got you got to hire a professional, right? Well, he did his own. And he said, look, I'm good. I'll sign the contingency re- releasing the home inspection. And sure enough, there was arsenic in the well. It was out a little bit in the country. And uh, it was a bad deal. I mean, I we almost went litigation. Fortunately, was able to get out of contract, cancel, no harm, no foul. But had me worried. You know, lesson learned. Make sure that if the buyer's going to do his own home inspection, that he checks everything, not just the property or the house. So that was a, bit, that was a learning experience. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Um, probably best place they can reach me. Well, really by cell phone, but you know they could text, email, phone call, go through Zillow. What's look your me up on Zillow? What's your phone number? Two zero eight four one two nine seven four four. Greg, well, thank you so much for being on the show and talking with us about your story. First, I I, I have not said this, but I've thought it a couple times. Thank you for your service in the military. Much appreciated. And thank you for sharing you know, your story and, and your experiences. One takeaway that I got from this is your physical newsletter that you mail out and you work with a title company that does it for you to get the, the information and then you send it out to different subdivisions that you're targeting for uh, listings. I think that's um, a really interesting strategy because whenever you said newsletter, I instantly thought email newsletter. But I did not think of the actual snail mail newsletter, which uh, can be effective. And if you are getting 2 to 4%, which it sounds like you aren't uh, tracking as closely as perhaps you'd like, but if you are getting 2 to 4% response rate, then that is a very good response rate for direct mail. So I think that uh, also ties into how narrowly focused it is because you're local and you're targeting certain subdivisions. So thanks so much for being on the show, sharing your advice with best ever listeners, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a best ever day. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. Take care. If you're looking for a real estate brokerage that provides full service commercial and residential property management, as well as traditional brokerage services, then contact James Wise and his company, the Holton Wise Property Group. Their website is holtonwise.com. That's H-O-L-T-O-N-W-I-S-E.com. They're based out of Cleveland, and they help local and out-of-state investors build and manage completely passive rental property portfolios.